It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. I'm 9.30 a.m. The Answer, Milton Glick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, on a beautiful Sunday afternoon. Oh. <laughs> I was wondering if you, what a, you were going to say. There's not a sky in the clouds. There is just one big cloud around <laughs> us. It, it is gray and cold and wet and slippery. slippery. Yeah, so be careful out there. I didn't, th- I didn't think I was going to make it uh, yeah. uh, because they've closed sections of uh, 410. Well, your hair has turned gray. <laughs> oh no, that's from your age. <laughs> yeah, the the hair, the uh, sl- sliding on the bridges didn't didn't help the hair. Well, also the so I was telling Milton there were several accidents in a row. Of, oh um, yeah, big trucks on the bridges too. Yeah, so. so stay off bridges. I didn't even I didn't even think about that. The, you know the slipperiness and everything till about three quarters of the way here, and I. Thought, <laughs> Hmm, I wonder if this is advisable. Yeah. That's, that's what I thought, too. Uh, but but we it, kept on truck trucking. Well, at least I had my uh, little Volkswagen instead. There you of, go. You know, in Minnesota, in the wintertime, uh, a pickup truck is not your the best yeah. thing for the snow yeah. and ice. Right. you got to put the snow tires on it and then load the weight in the back. It's because the weight <laughs> is in the front? Is that the deal? I'm sorry? It's because the weight is in the front? Yeah, it's a, oh. it's just not a, a good weight distribution for huh. dealing with ice. Yeah. But, way, but, you know, once you get snow tires on there and you get the weight uh, in the back, then you're okay. But. Okay. Yeah, let's see what the uh, Al was telling us, the forecast. Let's see. Uh, uh, it's it's hell, Milton. Well, <laughs> I, 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 you I don't have to give us a forecast. I noticed that my, the, the bird bass <laughs> did, did not fall. <laughs> from uh, yesterday oh, all through yeah. today. Oh, yeah. It was. Yeah. 30, I think the high it's, yesterday was something like 31 or 32. Yeah, it was a solid 30, 30 yeah. degrees or 29 yeah. degrees, and uh, everything uh, stayed pretty frozen. It's going to be a bit of a crapshoot, Jerry, on uh, what, how many of our uh, citrus. I, I guess if we've got some chance on uh, mature citrus that, that'll... Uh, Make it through, but uh, I kind of—I don't know. I was kind of, yeah. I was kind of when they're, when they're talking uh, below ten degrees. Yeah, I was or doing, ten degrees. And I was below. doing the old ho- hose thing, you know, disconnecting hoses yeah. and everything, and then then I started covering some stuff, and I said, "Well, this is a, a bit a bit of a futile <laughs> gesture, I'm afraid." Yeah, we we uh, we probably need to talk about the coal and. Well, well, we we talked about it quite a bit yesterday, and we probably have a lot to talk about in future <laughs> weeks too, with uh, the changes. Yeah, it'll, it'll be quite an adventure to, get to see how plants react. Yeah, uh, I think I can see my, uh, and I know I know you'll you'll say I told you so. I told you so. My um, cyclamen cyclamen look. <laughs> That pretty, uh, but that, even the foliage that we yeah. talk about. Uh, I think the people have got their money's worth out of the cyclamen yeah. so far. Because this, this has been beautiful 
If it, Cyclamen weather. If you had, I I had, uh, I kind of expanded the cyclamen uh, area, and I planted it in some uh, under some live oaks where it got yeah. a little more heat. Yeah. And that wasn't the best place for it, but <laughs> it was was marvelous in the full shade. Oh yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, blooms constantly, and yeah. it got filled up the the containers. So uh, so. We, uh, so uh, uh, all of the uh, winter annuals, I, d- I doubt if the ornamental cabbage and kale will freeze. Uh, they may freeze, but it'll come back. Well, no. uh, uh, pansies. Uh, Vince aware. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think this, I think we uh, will not have blooms on snapdragons. And no. Stocks. Yeah. And petunias. Di- you planted petunias. And dianthus. But... Uh, uh, Calantula. Yeah, they're gone. That, that's what I used to experience when I would grow them. Uh, every, everything with blooms on them are more cold susceptible. Now, as far as peaches are concerned, didn't you tell me that somebody had told you that some of their peach trees were blooming in uh, well, and about got, a week or two ago? Yeah, and I got a few blooms on my uh, Florida Kings and uh, my June Golds, and that's what they had. They had and, quite, they had ma- many more blooms. And the buds are swelling, right? Buds are swelled, yeah. When the buds swell, they're more cold susceptible. Yeah, uh, that'll be a yeah be now, a good look. Things things like uh, I've got Techstar and Rio Grande, I think, yeah. in my yard too. They may they 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 don't have any open blooms they may do all right yeah right and, and milton's mil uh morris plum maybe will yeah, yeah they're going to have some plums this year yeah this this might be a plum year they've got uh, uh, maybe yeah. plum good milton that's what i thought you were getting at <laughs> yeah but anyway the uh uh we just have to see how it works out uh it's supposed to be cold in the hill country yeah, because we got a several uh, reports the, from uh, Johnson Joe. City Joe. Yeah, Johnson City Joe, we need your uh, to yeah. call in real quick with the Hill Country weather report. We know the Hill Country weather report. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, just, What's this world coming to in Milton's? <laughs> what wishing for Joe's call? Uh, no. No, Joe does a good job. Joe's been keeping me alert, but I, but Joe can call in and give us the report. He's so pessimistic. He's so realistic. He says he's in bed. (laughs) (laughs) Currently 21 in Johnson City, low tonight, about 7, wind chill 15 15 below. (laughs) Well, hopefully Joe is not out in the the wind. (laughs) Now, that, that that was like we were in northern Minnesota. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess cotton... Uh, in the paper was at uh, f- minus 40 below. The real, the real <laughs> temperature, not the wind. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, I went out yesterday. So I did some before the show yesterday, uh, Saturday, and uh, gathered all my uh, scattered wood, firewood across the lawn. And uh, you know, I'd been talking about. Uh, that wood I had on my back patio that uh, I've had out there three or four years at least. Well, I'm sure that the wood you got from me 
20 years yeah, ago. Yeah, probably still there, too. <laughs> but uh, I learned something about uh, wood on the patio. Uh, it rots, Calvin. So I went to pick up the the place for the wood, uh, sticks for the fireplace, and they fell to pieces in my hand. Crumbly. So uh, they they rotted out there. But I I had some good wood too. But uh, so me and my doggy are gonna have a fire most of this week. <laughs> but. Uh, Believe it or not, I, I know people know this, but a fireplace is not the best heat source for a house. Well, and in fact, they say it uh, uses more heat or it takes up more of the heat in the house than does the uh, actual fire produce. And it's not the best. Uh, uh yeah, it's a conservation <laughs> method either. But yeah, but people like to watch it, especially yeah. when it's uh, like well, that. Well, and it's it's kind of it's, it's a now yeah. and those people uh, like James that called yesterday with those uh, heater laters or uh, those uh, wood burning uh, stoves. Uh, Malcolm Beck and his family used to have one in the center of their house, and uh, it'd run you out of there. Yeah, we we always had them in uh, a ca- cabin. Yeah. And they, yeah, they were pretty pretty but, efficient. And they've got a place where you can see the fire burning. Uh-huh. But uh, they, they're very, uh, and will keep, the, you can damp them down or uh, slow them down, and they'll uh, keep you warm all night long. So uh, they're they're good, but a fireplace is just for appearances. Now it's kind of late to be telling people that, but I think we did talk about it the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. You want you know you want to make sure your fireplaces, the the uh, flu is open and the air air can get moved through. It's not clogged up and. What's that, up? What's that's up? something you do before you start the fire. <laughs> well, now my my son. Uh, Jeremy didn't even know didn't know what a flu was didn't understand didn't know where it was or if it was so I had to train him to look up the chimney and uh, see if the flu was open but uh, if you don't want to do that a lot of people don't like to get in the, and look up the chimney you can just start a fire in there and uh, you'll know pretty quick if the flu is uh-huh. open or not. Yeah, and you instead of uh, <laughs> the smoke going out the chimney, you yeah, have to open all the, the doors and win. <laughs> but that that'll do away with uh, having to call Spider Man because that'll <laughs> run all the bugs out. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but anyway, uh, uh, it's they're fun. It's fun to use, and uh, so, uh, but we're worried about our plants mainly. Uh, Calvin mentioned citrus. And uh, I said I took a big leap yesterday and told people uh, that if you have just planted citrus uh, in the in the ground within the last two months, go out there and dig them up. 
just pump them out of the ground. They, the root ball is still intact, and it shouldn't take you any time to pop them out of the ground. And we uh, put them back in the pot that they came in and bring them to a, a protected area. And, and that, that is a, a good point because it's reinforced by the idea that those of us that grow citrus in containers are constantly popping them. Oh, yeah. You know, whiskey barrels don't last very long time, <laughs> so you're you're removing them and putting them in a new whiskey barrel and such. So so they do fine. Yeah. They, they, don't, miss, they don't even miss a uh-uh. fruiting with that kind of a... a but if, but if you the good news is if you if you uh, don't want to cover or your tree's too big to cover, okay. Let's say your tree's too big to cover. Uh, uh, cover uh, the, the citrus is too big. If you if you don't cover <laughs> uh, limes and lemons, you're gonna lose them. Yeah, and I mean, kill them to the ground. But then, uh, but uh, if you've got a, a, lar- a fairly large tree, you want to protect uh, as much f- from the bottom uh, where they go in the ground as possible. And Jerry described a two-layer um, yeah. process of the, with the cloth in the bo- yeah, inside some, some, and then the plastic like on top. Or something, plastic and a, and a heat source. Right. They, this kind of weather, yeah. you're not going to survive without a heat source. <laughs> you're not going to make it with uh, old-fashioned Christmas lights, <laughs> and uh, you've got to put a heat source in there. And I was telling the story of back in 83 and 89 when we had those extreme colds like we're going to have uh, this week, uh, how uh, I put a little heat source out there. And inevitably, after the after the freeze, people would call and say that had used uh, Christmas lights or some something like that. They would call and said, "Hey, my tree is uh, died. It got killed." And uh, they said, "I did everything you said." You know, they always put it on you. Uh, but the 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 problem is. Uh, when it gets that cold, you've ta- got to take, uh, when it's extremely cold, you've got to take extreme measures to provide yeah. uh, a uh, and reliable source, or a reliable heat source. There's several definitions involved in that extreme. Yeah. Very low temperatures, but also con- uh, uh, consistent low. Yeah, yeah. duration of duration. low temperature. Big time. Yeah. And we've... Uh, we've uh, had 24 hours at least. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. And I Sylvia think. has some more questions about plants and freezing at 210-308-8867. Hi, Sylvia. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? Oh, doing doing okay. Trying to stay warm like yeah. everybody else. So I know you've, you've been, uh, you've mentioned like stock and cyclamen and plants like that. Luckily, all of mine were in pots, so they're in the garage. Good girl. But I have yeah, I had some specific questions um, about sweet peas. I know that they'll take down <laughs> to a certain temperature. Sweet no, peas. No, they're gone. Okay. I've got them covered and then with plastic over it. So, but Oh, good girl. Pro- well, but, that, but, that, uh, you might 
You might get the base uh, surviving depending on where, what environment they're in, but they're t that's one of the issues with sweet peas. It's either too hot or too cold, and we, we've uh, had some year, several years in a row where was, they yeah. were, did very well, but <laughs> I'm afraid, too, yeah. they're, they're not going to make it this year. But they, uh, the good news is, let's see, this is... Uh, it's getting late to replant. Yeah, this is the last. Yeah. Yeah. Middle, about, middle of February. What about the larkspur? Uh, I don't think it'll hurt to. It might burn them down, but you're going to have a lot of uh, other seed coming up. I th I okay. think I think it'll burn them flat. Yeah. But I I'm, I'm with Jerry. I think they will uh, come up from the roots at the. Uh, well, I I had. I know y'all have talked quite often about how easily they transplant. So I took a section and put a sheet down in a tarp over it. Look at you. <laughs> you're, at, you're after it, girl. Which side, of town, uh, which side of town do you live on? Uh, Blanco and 1604. Okay. Well, yeah, um, you did all right. I think that's going to uh, give the uh, Larkspur a good, a good chance. And like I said, if you lose them, I mean, to the if the kill off to the ground a lot of a lot of when you were out there uh, covering them up did you see any that were just germinating any uh, yes. uh -huh. yeah well see, it, see they haven't all germinated yet the soil's been so cold and you 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 probably have some that will not germinate this year that might come back in future years oh maybe. yeah yeah, so a couple that, of years I, later. Yeah, okay. your your larkspurs are going to be with you for a while. Yeah, and you don't have to worry about blue bonnets. They'll unless well, it the, gets okay. ten below ten degrees or below. Uh, well, what I planted a blue bonnets were with. Uh, I had like color bowls of blue bonnets and snapdragons, so they're all in the garage. Okay, <laughs> that's good. Um, no, but and then kind of a, a question for the the future. Um, I didn't even try to cover the plumbago. That was just, you know, a feed-all effort. That's all right. It'll go to the it'll, the it'll freeze to the ground. Okay. And That's, uh, you I was just wondering, shred it to the ground. So I was wondering at getting down to 10 that it still should survive in the ground. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, my, mine is already, <laughs> my plumbago has already uh, frozen. <laughs> yeah. The, top, the, well, top, my, the tops are dead. But I'm, what I had I'm, covered, I'm leaving them out there for the low-hanging, uh, low-flying uh, birds that Kevin's always talking about. He just yeah, uh, he, he just got tired of playing out there in the cold <laughs> weather. <laughs> yeah, my husband's outside right now with the hot water defrosting our bird bath. Oh Lord! Well, you better get yeah, you better get his uh, hot drink ready when. He... <laughs> yeah, um, the. I've done the same thing with my my shrimp plants are kind of protected. Yeah. But I covered them and then with the tarp as well. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they die back, they probably won't come back though. Oh they? yeah, they'll come back. They will. Okay. Yeah, well, especially with that they're covering. Freeze to the ground. Yeah, yeah, covering, but that, but they they have frozen. I mean, they're, they're both them and Turks Cap are not. Uh, Forever, yeah, it, it didn't kill them, did it? Well, it at some places, yeah. Is that right? You know, okay. like, well, the, even that yard that you and I have uh, examined a few years ago, mm -hmm. there, there's a 
gone. Of course, <laughs> I can't remember if that was from the drought, Jerry, or that was cold weather. It might have been from drought. I think it was from drought. Because we uh, the old lady's gone too, isn't she? Uh, the gardener, <laughs> the gardener's gone. Yeah. I'm she just. Was I, kind of, she, I <laughs> she was kind of tough. Uh, she was funny when we Calvin and I went over to visit her, and uh, she would she had those uh, the yellow ones, right? The yellow. Yeah, uh, the ones that we couldn't <laughs> find, and they were right find, there. They were in front of our deal there at Millburgers, our table at Millburgers. <laughs> But uh, uh, she was pistol. She uh, <laughs> uh, and, and she had a deer trail. What was amazing to me, well, she had a deer trail right by those plants, and they didn't touch them. So we assumed <laughs> that they were deer resistant, and said so on the radio. And then about what is it, a year or so later. Uh, I guess it was extreme drought, and those deer ate ate yeah, all of it. They nubbled them down to nothing. <laughs> but when we were visiting her, uh, she said that she changed her name on the radio. You remember that, Calvin? Uh-huh. She said that she used a different name on the radio. And so, uh, I don't know, she was quite a character. Yeah, well, it made me, that when she said that, it made me kind of... Every time I passed her yard to look for some special thing in there that she was trying to hide from. <laughs> she lived right up the up the uh, couple of or did she? I may maybe she bordered Dorothy Weedy over there. Couple a couple of yards away. Yeah. Well, yeah. At least. But anyway. All right. it'd be interesting to see if they come back. Right. Yeah. Sylvia, we need to take a break, okay? Okay. Thanks, Sylvia. Thanks, Sylvia. You Good luck. Well. Sounds like you got it. You got it in control. Yeah, got our husband yeah, in control. Good. Yeah, we'll get that hot chocolate ready for your husband now. All right. When you come back, can you address kumquat trees? And if angel trumpets freezing down to the ground, we'll come back. Thank you, okay. guys. Thanks. We'll take a quick break. Be back in a moment. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More in a moment on 930 AM. The- And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867 is our number. And uh, Al is celebrating the uh, February birthday of Gene Vincent. Is it Elvis' birthday? No, that wasn't Elvis. That was Gene Vincent. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Bebopalula? <laughs> yeah. All right, 210-308-8867. But real quick, I'm going to give you another phone number, 210-656-3721, 210-656-3721. That's the number for Spider-Man, Termite, and Pest Control. All right, uh, if you have bugs, if you have rodents, if you're noticing any little things in the attic, noises coming out of there, uh, Spider-Man's the one you want to call uh, because they're going to look at it holistically. They're going to find out what the problem is, treat the problem, and then solve the problem, too. So if they're coming in through something, they're going to tell you that. I think they're coming in through here. I mean, they talked about using uh, blue lights to find out where they were coming in and things like that for rodents or for roaches to find out where they're coming in. So uh, if 
you want a, someone that's going to give you a holistic approach and be a great pest control company, you call Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. The number again, 210-656-3721, 210-656-3721, or just easy as can be, go SpiderManPest.com, go SpiderManPest.com. All right, so can we all handle kumquats and... Oh, no, I forgot her other one. Oh, uh, uh, the, um, oh, no, what was it? Oh, the Dorothy's, Dorothy's uh, plant. Uh, yeah, the uh, trumpet. Yeah. Trumpet, the, uh, angel trumpet. Angel trumpet. Yeah. Okay, y'all handle that. I'll be back in a second. Yeah, the kumquats is going to be the d- debate thing uh, because kumquats, I, d- I don't think Jer- Jerry recommends that we cover them. I never cover Mine, but I, I'm a little afraid this this may be enough to, depending on where they're located yeah. at, and how long they've been there. I don't even recommend that people plant them. Yeah, you don't because they're nasty. Oh, whoever heard of eating having a citrus that you had to eat the peel enough? Well, they use them for uh, <laughs> re- recipes. And no, they're, and they're no. very attractive. No, the. Uh, <laughs> They're gonna be. They'll be. They'll be challenged uh, for sure. Now yeah. They're, uh, they've they been, there, be been there back. a while. They might. Uh, they might. They might make it. But you. You might. You might uh, lose some of them too. Another one is your. Uh, what is the? What is the one that you that took 19 years to get it to bloom? <laughs> oh, not my. Uh, uh, <laughs> my. Uh, 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 Calamundo. Yeah, Calamundo. Yeah, that that will be another one that'll be kind of challenged. Oh yeah, and sure gra- will. grapefruit. I'm afraid is going to be hurt. Oh yeah, big time. Because, uh, well, you know, <clears throat> I, I kind of realized that when I was out there doing a pretty good job on my lemons and limes, and I looked out there and saw another eight or nine different <laughs> citrus, and I said. Oh my lord! I'd have to spend uh, two weeks. You forgot them. about sending covering yeah, the plant. Yeah, get them ready, and then I noticed that I've been wondering why my uh, peaches haven't uh, started to bloom yet. And then I, then of course they're starting to bloom right, <laughs> right when the when the threat is there. Well, we can, we can hope for a good thinning. Yeah. Now you we can expect that uh, we'll. Probably have all all the chilling hours we need after this week. And it's going to be a mixed mixed bag. I I don't doubt that we'll have some yards where all the citrus will be hurt, but then there'll be others that'll get defoliated and will come back. And yeah. The, your uh, your Brugmansia is going to be to the ground. Challenged yeah. <laughs> to the ground. Uh, whether or not it'll come back or not, I think I think uh, if you had angel trumpets or Brugmansia. In the in the yard, uh, I would uh, put about three to four inches or more <laughs> of mulch around the root system because they they have a tendency to to freeze back uh, every year um, because but uh, they come back from the root. Now this year maybe uh, may take them all, take them to the ground. But the good news on the citrus and the brugmatia is that uh, if you lose your citrus, lo- lose your plants, 
the uh, members have, are going to get their majority of uh, citrus in in March. Uh, so they're going to get another shipment in. Sorry, are you suggesting that we're uh, gluttons for punishment? <laughs> <laughs> Well, this this happens about every uh, I don't know every ten years. Or well, you so. know, I was I was prophesizing that the uh, the weather they change the the heating up of the of the environment uh, yeah. was going to make it uh, <laughs> not unnecessary, but uh, certainly uh, this 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 weather shows up and reminds us that even when temperatures change a little bit you're still going to have big big cold oh, years yeah. too and i i will remind everybody that uh the reason the reason i was so excited about having mr moy's uh new satsumas uh on their own root system was just for, was to take care of problems just like this because uh if they're on their own root system, which they performed well on their own root system, uh, they could they uh, they could freeze to the ground and come back with uh, the same tree. But uh, uh, since then, and all the restrictions that have been put on citrus, all citrus is grafted now. Uh, so. If they freeze to the ground, sour orange. They, yeah, they're coming back with sour orange. So uh, you got to protect. Them. Oh, one one thing went up before I forget it, which is probably happened. <laughs> uh, people are talking about putting things in the garage. You check the temperature in that garage because it can they can freeze in the garage. Uh, you might have to put a, a heater or two out in the garage, and uh, to, to to take care of take care of uh, well, that making did, sure that heats up. I just the the radio just went off a whole no. bunch of places <laughs> because uh, uh, some of the spouses remembered Jerry's story about <laughs> taking the heating heat source away, and then she and then they remembered how many gardeners are. <laughs> We've talked to that, that said, "Yeah, well, we'll have to move it out of the front. front room. We'll have to move it into the shed so it can protect the plants." You know? Yeah, you've got to got to remember when it's this cold, it can get cold in the garage, and you know, and you, especially certain plants, you don't want them to go below forty degrees. So. Uh, this it's going to take bananas all the way to the ground. Well, and even uh, I know a number of people have uh, already bought their uh, tomatoes. Uh, tomatoes will have to go into a place that's got a heat source. Yeah, putting them out of the sh- out of this uh, the wind is not going to do it. Yeah, right. This time, you know what else is going to happen, Jerry? What's uh, that? The uh, our weeds that are fine are. Uh, Sustainable winter landscape <laughs> that is finally germinating. I know my oh, bluegrass. Wow. I was looking at my bluegrass, uh, annual bluegrass yesterday, and it's green as a gourd down there. Beautiful. I know they look good. I know <laughs> all over town looks good. Yeah. And, and I, so, so I, this is going to burn that back, you think? 
Oh yeah, I think so. Okay. And I also I also think we'll have a lot of folks. We're already getting that. We have a lot of folks uh, call and say, "Well, my San Augustine <laughs> or, or my lawn grass had greened uh, up. Now it's ruined." Again. Yeah. <laughs> and then then they're they're not going to be real receptive to the thing. Well, no, that's that's only your rescue yeah. grass or annual bluegrass. It's only the the weed that uh, <laughs> is there. And so, uh, yeah, people. Now, my Saint Augustine is definitely dormant. Definitely brown and yeah, dormant. Mine, mine is too, and and of course, uh, um, if Saint Augustine is dormant, Bermuda grass is dormant. Right. So, so, so the, anything green you're seeing out there is is a weed, and it's 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 green and lush. It's got that kind of a, a lush look. Just remind yourself when the San Augustine grass greens up in the spring. It goes through a long process of kind of yellowing to yeah. green. Yeah. It doesn't go Im- immediately to a lush mm-hmm. green situation. And I want to put out a good word to uh, who's that old lady that likes horse herb <laughs> oh, over there? I don't know that she's an old lady. I'm not going <laughs> to. But I, I want to encourage her and, and tell her not to worry that uh, the horse herb may. The go down, Evelyn. I know the plants. I know who he's talking about. (laughs) May go down, but they're gonna they're gonna come back. Evelyn, Evelyn. I think Evelyn. That's she's she's preparing for them to come back. (laughs) Oh, and she she's giggling right now because she knows that knows that Jerry's another year. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) that's right. All right, Uh, 210-308-8867. Uh, my buddy Neil Sperry did a did a wonderful uh, special newsletter that I get every week uh, about uh, freezes, about the cold temperatures, and uh, he he hits a lot of it on the head. He said, uh, first thing he said, it's not the low temperature; it will also be the duration, and that's what that's what we're looking at. I mean it. It's it's been below, freezing or below for what twenty four forty eight hours. Oh yeah, at least yeah twenty four. Already, plus. already, and uh, more predicted on the way. Uh, Neil says, think of it in human terms. We can endure very cold temperatures for a few minutes, but temperatures actually much warmer can be fatal. If we're exposed to them for longer than periods of time, it's the same for plants, and I I think that's right. Now, one th- one thing that lady talked about, uh, her husband was putting out hot water <laughs> or water uh, for the birds in the bird baths. Now, some some reason, <laughs> back in the recesses of my once fertile mine, I was told that hot water or warm water will freeze faster than cold water. Have you ever heard that? Yeah, I think it can if there's the momentum. It's so, oh. you know the. It, but it's one. It's one of those. Uh, <laughs> it's one of those. Uh, the, 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 I, I rate that in the same as one of those. The issue about. How tall should you mow your, your yeah, grass? Yeah, yeah, it's 
five cents here and a nickel <laughs> nickel there, but it uh, that, that doesn't necessarily happen every time. But it depends on the environment and and it's not the hot water is not automatically gonna. Yeah, uh, you always think that the hot water is gonna last longer, but I, that's always blown yeah, my I, mind. And I think that's what people. I've used that as the argument, but but they may have overstated the argument. Yeah, could be. You know, if it's if it starts out uh, a few degrees warmer, <laughs> it's not going to be a factor. But if it's uh, quite different, yeah, it but may it, be a factor. <laughs> anyway, uh, Dan, and we've talked about we talked about this before. The cold weather set in that uh, damage is worse on plants that go into the dry. Cold weather is worse if plants go into the dry, cold weather, dry. Yeah. And we talked about it. I went out the other day <laughs> before all this uh, started, and I had an inch of water in, in my rain gauge, both of them. I, said, I don't know when that happened. I got an inch. I got an inch into during that. Did you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, it came down hard. Well, I take the back thing down the long, okay, long period. Well, I was, I was proud. I was glad that that happened. Other folks only got six tenths of an inch. Oh, okay. Well, that's probably still pretty good. Yeah. To get it to to keep the keep the uh, grass oh, more gotcha. uh, soil moisture uh, up a little bit. Yeah, and especially it was over, you know, almost a twenty-four hour period and. Uh, an inch or an inch of rain is not bad. Yeah, right. Yeah, I was surprised. And uh, another one thing that <laughs> that people don't understand is wind chill doesn't kill plants. It just drives gardeners crazy. <laughs> but I, it, it scares it scares me. It keeps me inside the house when they're talking about wind chills very very low. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Let's see, let's let's take a quick break, and then Richard, we're going to talk to you right after this on Millburgers Gardening Stuff. He's got an image question. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. More in a moment on nine thirty a.m. The answer. So if you're wondering why we're playing Monster Mash on Valentine's Day, uh, it's uh, for doing February birthdays. That's Bobby Boris Monster Mash Pickett, or Boris Pickett. Is that right? Anyway, yeah, born uh, February 11th, 1940. So, uh, hey, we're going to get to, uh, let's see, we're going to get to uh, Richard in just a second. But, uh, again, I want to tell you this is a perfect time to think about BSG. Uh, BSGtexas.com. Go to it while you're uh, inside today and look at all the things that they can help you with, especially since we're going to be kind of stuck at home for these next couple days probably. Uh, BSG can make your home smart home. You can get uh, not only great security, 
but video cameras. You can find out if uh, something is roaming around your uh, your yard. Generally, it's uh, you're worried if it's a person, uh, or you can find out uh, even things like making sure that the temperature in the house is just is averaged out. So that that's a big problem with people. Uh, that uh, maybe you've got an upstairs that stays cooler and a downstairs because uh, it cools the downstairs better. That thermostat turns off too soon. Well, with uh, the smart technology at BSG, they can help you with that. Uh, there's lots of stuff they can do. It's just amazing. And they're problem solvers over there. So call Jim, uh, 210-877-1222, 210-877-1222. Or check them out at bsgtexas.com and learn all the ways that they can make your home uh, work even better for you. 210-877-1222 or bsgtexas.com. Our phone number, 210-308-8867. Richard is on the line. Richard, thank you for waiting. How can we help you today? Yes, back when we had the uh, state of upper 70s weather, yeah. I, sprayed some, I sprayed some image on my common Bermuda lawn to control some dandelions and clover. And I'm wondering, with this cold spell and moisture negating that, and am I, am I going to have to reapply? No. I think it's going to kill them. How long ago did you do it? Uh, it was probably about uh, seven days ago. Oh, we wow. were about 78. Well, as long as it dried on there. I I'm going to bet against you. <laughs> I, th- I think it. I think it, with image, it's uh, of course the image was my favorite, and it, it worked pretty well. If it does work, it's going to be much slower than it than it was. But uh, and they may, they may have freeze damage, which looks yeah. like damage. Is it dandelions? You said? Yeah. Oh yeah, they'll be. They'll be freeze. You, yeah, you think you got a wonderful kill because they'll be freeze damage. But that that that'll be interesting. Keep track of it for us. You you probably have some in a little shelter that may, maybe you'll you'll see later will be affected by the by the image. But I, I'm betting that the freeze will get them before the the image does. <laughs> well, if you ha- if you have to reapply. Uh Especially if you got dandelions and stuff like that, uh, try some of that uh, uh, <laughs> over. Uh, don't tell me now. Uh, we got uh, weed be weed free zone. Weed free zone. <laughs> I could get the weed, but I couldn't get the free zone. But it's called weed free zone. Even that is uh, that's that's famous for being. Uh, Working well in cool weather, but it's yeah. at 45 degrees. <laughs> it doesn't go to, uh, down to six, is that right, Kevin? It looks like it <laughs> on the forecast. What pre-emergent do you recommend for crabgrass, and what time frame do I put that down? The pre-emergent? I always, I, I always like a maze or XL. Um, Oh, and there's one. There's one other one that Trace really likes at Millburgers that's um, available too. But um, a maze works works well. Uh, Jer- Jerry, can you think of that other product? Oh, uh, a maze, and then there's portrait. But that's uh, no, that's for broadleaf. The, yeah, that's broadleaf. Um, not not right off the top. Yeah, but. Uh, Amaze and XL, I've used those for years, and they yeah. you, do, you do them uh, about March first, even on, could be even a little earlier, 
wow, no, not with this kind of weather. <laughs> but um, they work they work real well with the crabgrass and with. I use it mostly for sand burrs. Mm-hmm. All righty, then. Thank you much. Okay, Thank you. thanks for calling. Right. Thanks, Richard. All right, that'll free up a line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Getting back to wind chill, ignore the wind chill temperatures. It, does, it doesn't kill plants. It's the actual low temperatures that you have to worry about. Uh, however, uh, winds will dry out uh, fo- the foliage. So mm. if it's going to be... I don't know if it's going to be windy or not, but uh, that wind damage can uh, mimic uh, cold damage. Well, don't, yeah. In Minnesota, we never say ignore the wind chill. No. <laughs> you'll, you'll freeze your little bottom. Well, yeah, I'm talking about the plants. So. <laughs> but when it, when it gets this cold, this actual temperature gets this cold, uh, you're going to have trouble. Now, and Neil goes on and on about frost cloth. Talks about what a good uh, good covering that is can make seven to eight, seven or eight degrees of difference in whether your plants die or are damaged. Now, <laughs> with that said, seven to eight degrees is not going to do it. Well, even if you're at job. seven or eight degrees already, if it was low, the low was twenty, that'd be twenty-seven <laughs> or twenty-eight degrees. Yeah, yeah. What if yeah. the low is seven? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's yeah. why we were we, we were debating. You well, we weren't debating. We were talking about our a really normally a good cover is the one with the cl- one cloth. Yeah, and then the plastic mm-hmm. and a heat source. Right, and there may be some situations where that won't won't be enough in this particular well if the, if the heat source is enough and you cover with plastic it just that's so going to take yeah. care of things yeah just so you're not depends on how big an area <laughs> you're we'll call in back during the 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 other two freezes hard freezes that we had people will call and complain that uh, the light bulbs didn't do it you know so i said well you know i couldn't reason with them so i said Next next time, or when it's really cold, go out there and sit next to your trees under the under that cover, and uh, you'll figure out that uh, you may need some more heat under there. See, that was my kind and gentle way. I know you're so that. diplomatic. You know, yeah. I think one one thing though, Jerry, that you probably have a good chance that the plant will survive. With that heat source in those two, yeah, right. You know, you, 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 any, any of those, just like you mentioned, uh, if those stems are, yeah, touching the plastic, they're gonna, bur- they're gonna burn. Yeah, leaves, yeah, stems and leaves. And you'll, and you may have a, you know, a lot of the outlying um, leaves are gonna be burned off. Yeah, there. but, but with, with that kind of coverage that, that we described yesterday. Uh, you probably protected the plant. Oh yeah, yeah, and uh, the the main uh, to protect the main the trunk the main trunk of the plant is a, is an important part. Uh, we kind of I think we casually mentioned yesterday that the old timers 
they used to uh, co cover a mound up around the plant. And uh, when we were establishing the plants in Uvalde, our test plots out there, uh, we, we used a cage, uh, wrapped it wrapped with plastic, and filled it full of uh, cedar flakes. And at that time, you, uh, I think Malcolm and, and all of them were selling cedar flakes. And that basically built a bar insulation barrier around it, around the trunk, uh, until the trees got older. Uh, well, we took it off every year. But uh, we may have lost the leaves, but we kept that main stem alive. And that was back when there were only grafted trees available. So... Uh, you could do that too. Uh, the reason we used cedar is because uh, if we used uh, compost or something like that, uh, we were worried about it uh, rotting the main stem. Yeah, it took some of the pressure off of it. Yeah, cedar cedar doesn't yeah. doesn't rot. Doesn't get to, wet. I used to hate having to dig that stuff off of the, <laughs> the plants. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, you need to keep that in mind. Uh, keep keep that main. Like if I were if I was gonna if I was gonna protect my uh, big tree now that's twenty feet tall, next to the house, and I could still get on the roof, <laughs> which I dare not do. Again, uh, I would just put that plastic. Uh, through the middle of the tree, or, or basically cover the middle of the tree down. In other words, ten feet high, and uh, and heat that area because and lose the top. I would I'd, I'd lose the top, but that will not travel down the stem, uh, down the main uh, tree. Now we also need to mention. We will do it, uh, I'm sure, quite a bit later on in the, in our shows that uh, coal damage sometimes takes, what, three weeks, four weeks to show, uh, up. show up. Clearly. Yeah. And uh, that's especially Should true. we take a break and come back and talk more about that? Yeah, especially with M citrus. M Milton's having this little tizzy. Is he yeah, doing? Okay. I'm okay. we got a minute and a half. got <laughs> about a minute and a half. <laughs> but uh, you just, people want to, right after the weather breaks, uh, people will run out and they'll see damaged leaves and things. But uh, sometimes the, it's wishful thinking. Yeah, and the leaves may fall off, and but uh, the main stems of plants are what is what you're trying to trying to save, and like that can be, damage can show up like you say several uh, weeks later. Now the uh, back when we had the hard hard freezes, you remember our dwarf pittosporums. Uh, took took a year, to, yeah. a year or so to show mm. their damage. That was the worst thing trying to explain 
why that damage was from frost. Well, it's been hot hundred years out there. All right, we're going to take a break. So while we do, why don't you give us a call at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. We're not at the nursery today. In fact, the nursery is closed, but give us a call and be a part of the show on 930 a.m. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 a.m. The answer. Be a part of today's show. Call us at 210-308-8867, 210-308, up, oh, getting a call now, too, and that was quick. Man, I have power. 210-308-8867, toll-free, 866-308-8867. Um, we'll wait till the call comes in. I think the last, last day of the bird count is today. To, today or tomorrow? You thought you said it was the 15th. Oh, is that right? Okay. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it may be... I don't, I don't know how it works. We forgot to call Kyle. We yeah. could call him and see. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if this weather is affected. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I know it's affected the birds, so it might affect the count. All right. Let's call. Let's talk to Margie at 210-308-8867. Hey, Margie. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Oh, not too good. I'm wondering about my Seiko palms. What's in that blue? You can kiss them goodbye. Yeah, if, uh, could you? If, uh, could you make that a little gentler? <laughs> Come on now, she well, likes her Seiko palms. <laughs> well, I've been thinking about going out there and wrapping them real good, and then put plastic over them. That still won't do any good. What, what, did, what did you put over them? Cloth and plastic. Plastic. Uh, was there any heat? Without any heat source, that's not going to help them. Uh, how, how, are they big? How old are they? Oh, about nine years old. Okay. Uh, Could I put mulch around them? Now, I have a couple, two or three bags of mulch out there. Could I mulch them with that? Or? Yeah, that's not going to help the uh, fronds or the leaves on them. That's what, uh, that's what kills back. And if that center... You know, they grow from the center, expand from the center. And, yes, sir. And uh, if that freezes, uh, the whole plant's never going to come back. How many do you have? Five, uh, six. I've got one about four foot tall. It's beautiful. And then the other is about three. Okay. Well, well the, the, the chance, they may... Um, Pile it on. Yeah, where do you where do you live in town? I don't I live out of the vine between the vine and Hondo. Oh, okay. Uh, but like I said, they may they may freeze back and come back from the ground. And they when they come back from the ground they they grow pretty fast. But uh unless you cover them with plastic and put a heat source in there. No, can't do that. Okay, then uh, then trust trust in the Lord. That's all I can tell you. Now you, <laughs> <laughs> now you can uh, just if you want to make make an an effort, you can uh, make a little uh, you know you know like roofing or a little siding and make a little uh, tent. Just uh, to, to add a little bit. Don't know for sure it's, it's going to help, but that'll add a little bit. And uh, and and also you're piling on the that uh, mulch or 
compost will help too. So give it a try. Okay. So it wouldn't do any good to wrap it real good. I was thinking about taking that old bedspread down a string or something around it and just wrap it real snug, pull it around, and then cover it with plastic. Still won't do any good. Well, it's... Without an external heat source, if it gets as cold as they're saying, it's going to get cold. But uh, it, might, it might make you feel like you've done something good. That that'll be good. <laughs> oh, no, Jerry, I've known you forever. Well, it's the worst off I used to see. But anyway, well, all right. You, well, can... you didn't get me any good happy news, but uh, have a good day. Okay, good I'll... luck to you. Yeah, if you have, su- if you have success, you can take credit. Okay. If you have success, you can take credit for it. And if it doesn't work, you can blame Jerry. Okay. okay. Thank you. Real good. Bye-bye. Okay. Forever. She knows she can blame Jerry. All right. 210-308-8867. And now uh, we visit with Johnson City Joe. We're going to get the uh, Hill Country weather report, Joe. Well, you got it. I said it to you. It's yeah. It's going to get good. It's going to get worse. <laughs> and it's going to start, well, it's, we've been having a little sleep already. Oh, wow. And then, then it's going to snow three to six inches. That that wind chill is going to get up there. There's going to be a high wind with this. But I heard Jerry said, don't worry about the wind chill. Yeah, actual it. temperature. Yeah, but, but, but in this situation, it ain't going to matter. You know, I mean... No. Uh, <laughs> The wind chill temperature is uh, not going to do any more damage than uh, extreme cold. All right. This is the question I got from you. Okay. It's been raining and freezing rain on the leaves since Friday. Okay. So all the leaves have a coating of ice on it. Right. There was one person I listened to over in Austin uh, before y'all come on yesterday. He says that ice is an insulator on those leaves and don't knock it off. Uh, oh, Jesus. Yeah, they're... What do you think about that? I think that's a... Uh... It's not. It's That's not wrong. true. <laughs> there you go, Calvin. Calvin, the, uh, Calvin summed it up. The ice. <laughs> yeah. W- once it turns to ice, then the temperature can go down to whatever the air is. What what that that uh, air time when there's some insulation there is when that water is still wet. As long as that new wet wa- new water is being added. The temperature stays at 32 degrees. Yeah. The minute the the minute that turns into ice, uh, or or there's no new water, then the temperature drops to whatever the air temperature is. Right. Because the uh, when water freezes, it releases heat. Yeah. Okay. It has to so, to freeze. So what you're telling me is the seven degrees, what we're going to have. By tomorrow morning, it's going to kill my trees. It's going to be pretty serious. What trees? Yeah, what trees you got? Well, I got paracantha that got leaves on them, and I got other other uh, types of trees that got leaves on them. Yeah, it'll probably defoliate them. Yeah, 
I don't think. But what about? Uh, I hate to say this. What about my olive trees? That that's going to be a that's going to be a question. I, I I suspect that they'll defoliate for sure. Yeah, they'll defoliate, uh, but won't kill them. In, uh, it depends. There's so many varieties. Of, yeah. of, uh, I've got the coldest, hardest variety for for Texas. Okay. That one James Camus uh, recommends. Yeah. Come. Okay. Here yeah. is the, that is good. You've just described the test <laughs> here. If that if that works, then the coldest, hardiest. A variety uh, can survive. Yeah, are you trying to uh, are you trying to produce olives? Oh no, I've, I've got a little cross in my yard. I built not a little one; it's a big one, a rugged cross. And so I'm trying to put like fruits and stuff that was around. Uh, okay. Jesus yeah, biblical time. Biblical time. It's yeah. a really nice little area I got there, and. Yep. You know, Joe, I didn't realize when you were talking about old timers how old you were going back. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ask uh, ask Jerry about uh, '83 uh, when San Antonio got snowed in and nobody could move down there. Oh yeah, 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 unbelievable. It made the dues. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it showed all the trucks and stop, all the cars stop. They couldn't even rescue people. No. But uh, this one is, uh, I don't know if this is as cold as 89, but it's got more ice than 89. Yeah, 89 had 12 degrees was this low. Okay, so this is going to get down here. Yeah. About five to six degrees. Yeah. Now, I've seen that before, uh, but I didn't have any plants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it'd, be interesting, it'd be interesting to see if that olive makes yeah. it. I think, I think olive might freeze. Good, uh, a good test, good yeah. research project. Because that's the one that they wrote, uh, Jake Camus wrote a, they wrote a whole bunch of articles on these olive trees because everybody was interested in yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he, uh, uh, he he says, now you got to remember, about every ten or fifteen years, we're going to have a we're going to have a cold front that's going to test these trees. Oh, <laughs> going to test them, huh? Yeah. So I'll let you know about these, but it's the one I forgot how you pronounce it. Yeah, Albert County or something like that. Yeah. And uh, it, it's the most cold-hearty one that he recommends. Good luck. And he told me, good luck, Joe, in 10 years. <laughs> that was three years ago. There you go. Well, <laughs> all right. Well, good luck to you, and uh, don't don't go out walking around. Oh, we've had too many people falling. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we got a lot of people bust their ass. Hey. <laughs> believe it, believe it, <laughs> believe it or not, I I slipped on my grass, my Saint Augustine. On your grass, going to the uh, car. You know, you wouldn't yeah. have slipped on your uh, <laughs> your, uh, your uh, with, annual bluegrass. Yeah, there you go. It well, it's you. bad out there. A horse uh, herb. You can get good I'm traction not even on the going horse out herb. to the pasture. I need to be going out there to check those troughs. But yeah, you got to break that ice, Joe. You got to break that ice. But we got a young man who leases the place. Yeah. 
I hope he's smart and goes out there and does it. Yeah, and uh, it's going to have to be done often as cold as Oh, wow, yeah, we've got freezing temperatures down to Friday. Oh, yeah, oh, my gosh. And another snowstorm on Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> same, oh, and same in San Antonio. Okay, be safe. I will. Talk to you later. Thanks for calling. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Yeah, we talked about the backyard bird count. Uh, we tried to reach out to Kyle, and it sounds like, uh, am I correct, that Wild Birds Unlimited Hebrew and Northwest Military was closed for the day? Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So, uh, it's we'll, icy up there. Yeah, uh, I bet you're right in that area. The, we'll find out next uh, next week about that. But, again, if you're looking for um, uh, feeders, if you're looking for houses, if you're looking for just great advice on the birds that you can find in this area and how to attract them, you could, uh, if you listened last week, uh, you could tell from how Kyle at Wild Birds Unlimited, uh, Northwest Military and Hebner Road was talking that they know their stuff. They've got great people there. Uh, Kyle, uh, Bill, um, it feels funny putting Bill second, but uh, Kyle, <laughs> Bill, and we're going to have him introduce more of his people to us, too, because uh, when you go in there and visit, uh, they're all helping people. And the fun thing, too, is that uh, if you're in there and nobody's helping you, chances are uh, some of the other customers who have been there and have been uh, part of that Wild Birds Unlimited family for so long, they'll help you out. They, uh, it really is a family over there at Northwest Military and Hebner Road, Wild Birds Unlimited, 210-479-BIRD, 210-479-BIRD uh, for Wild Birds Unlimited. And we've got the – what did you say you saw? saw so there's a big, black, huge wing Raven. bird. Raven. No, no, no. This it's at our window. Oh. I'll, have to, I'll have to point it out to you. Yeah, I saw I saw bl- uh, black vultures out of this uh, Vulture? window. Yeah. Okay, that's what it is. Yeah, it's kind of spooky. <laughs> yeah, it is a little different <laughs> when you're up there with them. Never more, never more. That's you, no, that's doing. the ravens. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wonder. Yes, the Baltimore ravens are here. I wonder um, what other birds. We'll have to ask Kyle. Maybe next Saturday we'll talk to him and find out if people did see stuff that that is unusual here. I, w- I want to publicly uh, uh, thank Calvin for putting his uh, bird box up his, uh, that he puts up for his the Purple Martin House, Martin's house for the sparrows. Yeah, that's this nice. Cold weather. I know that just like you think about those low-flying birds, Calvin was thinking about the sparrows. Yeah, have you got a heater in there for those sparrows? Uh, no, no, I don't. Uh, <laughs> do they even sell heaters? Well, they but, sell bird uh, there, there was one of the uh, readers or uh, listeners uh, yeah. is interested in the Purple Martins, and he was all excited because he had seen Martins, and he was putting his houses up. There you go. But then the cold weather forecast came and he, he wasn't as excited about that because he's he's experienced in the past that they have not fared well those those the martins that are just new in the area yeah. and, and the insect of course there's not many insects <laughs> to, to round up when this happens so he, he says Uh-oh. they'll be unfortunately they'll, it'll be a tough time for some of those martins and hopefully he, he's a uh, Hoping they'll all uh, do well, but they <laughs> expects they won't. Can a sparrow take more cold than a martin can? 
Well, I don't know. I haven't done a, a research, but I <laughs> co-learning is a yeah, bird. So. I would I would guess they they can because they're more versatile in terms of their food. Yeah. Oh. They eat uh, seeds, grain, whatever they can find. Where a purple martin is a yeah in, insect eater generally. Will they eat the mealworms and stuff? Because uh, generally um, they uh, like to fly and eat. Purple don't martins they? will. They will. Okay. I don't, I don't see any downside to the sparrows. Oh, we had versus a, the, the purple martin. They're too fragile. <laughs> um, I'm not, not going to. I'm not going to go there. Um, We had another uh, listener who you're familiar with who texted, I don't know if he wants to be named on the air, who also slipped on his grass this morning. Okay. Getting his paper. What What did he slip on? His grass. His grass. grass. Yeah. No, no, no. He he slid, he said. I wasn't trying to make a pun. Uh, He he said that he went, and he didn't fall, but he went skiing for a second. Yeah, I did too. Oh, dear. Don't don't do that. (laughs) Leave your paper outside. Okay. Getting getting back to our cold protection, uh, I was going over Neil Sperry's uh, tips. And uh, he said one one thing he kind of jumped the tracks on. He said polyethylene plastic, either clear or black, is absolutely not a good cover. Now I disagree with that because it's it's sure as hell a good cover when temperatures go this low, and they've been lower in uh, in Dallas and Fort Worth, so. Uh, the reason he says it overheats rapidly when the sun comes out in the early morning of a in the early morning of a clear of clear cold days. Plants thaw out too f- rapidly and are almost always damaged badly. Now maybe our uh, cloth before you put the plastic on will solve a little bit of that problem. But when you're talking about temperatures as low as we're talking about, uh, you've got to use plastic and uh, have an artificial heat source in there. If you want the cloth, the cloth yeah. won't do it. If you want to have a reasonable chance of uh, protecting the oh yeah the plant the plant. Hey, what about other stuff that's kind of weird like ball moss is but will ball moss freeze or it's no. it, it, it's it's just happy it doesn't care <laughs> it's kind of like the sparrows oh it? i see <laughs> it's gonna take, take a lot of not to get to kill the ball okay I that would probably be good if it killed the ball yeah, yeah, i was well, just thinking sphagnum peat moss is a good insulator too oh so if you you know if you have materials like that or what did you mention jerry the uh cedar uh, cedar flakes, yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, that, that's Ma- kind of Malcolm a, used to pl- put it in all his mixes. Yeah, it's a light material and a lot of air involved, yeah. so that it makes a good insulator. Hmm. And it it smells good too because yeah. you know you have cedar chests for your uh-huh. for your clothes and stuff. And relatively to keep, easy to, to, out, to right? clean up and move. And oh yeah, and when we got through with it after, I mean. We filled a cage uh, where, you know, after we wrapped it with plastic, we filled a cage with that cedar moss. And uh, after we were through with it, in other words, after we got through with the winter, the uh, uh, we just opened the cage up, pulled the cage off, 
and let the cedar fall down all around the plant. And that cedar lasted <laughs> two or three years out yeah. there. They had lasted a long time. Yeah, it's not fast. We use it as a mulch, and that's what that's what we uh, use to protect the the trees that eventually are now twenty twenty five feet tall. So, and this will be, <laughs> I I keep trying to find the silver lining about gets all this coal. But this is going to be a good test for uh, our trees in Uvalde, hmm. which have all the have all the uh, satsumas and oh. all of Mr. Moy's, uh, some that are not even on the market, uh, uh, Ch- Changshaw satsuma crosses that he made. But right. uh, like we said earlier, you know, he only claimed... Uh, we're, we're down in the teens, and uh, we're, now we're talking below the teens in Uvalde. Well, let's do this because let's take a quick break, and then Lynn has a question along those lines. So, Lynn, don't go anywhere. We're coming right back for Millburgers Gardening South Texas 210-308-8867. Back in a moment on 9:30 a.m. The answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 a.m. The answer, 210-308-8867. That's Sergio Mendez, uh, born uh, February 11th, 1941. We should have done love songs today, too, Al. It's Valentine's Day. Yeah. All right. Uh, Lynn is on the line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Hi, Lynn. Welcome to the show. How can we help you today? Uh you can. I, I came in just from finishing putting a like a twelve by fifteen foot um, painter's tarp over my citrus tree, my lemon tree. Okay. And uh, we had hooked up three heat lamps yesterday. All right. And then put a thermometer on the the uh, um, the bark, and it only helped by one degree because it wasn't covered. So that didn't work. So we just spent an hour and a half covering the tree and tying it down and we've got the three heat lamps on it but i just had walked in the door when you were talking about how it should be facing the the trunk i have we have them just going straight up into the canopy of the lemon tree that's that's okay okay so uh because i could feel the heat once we got the tarp on i could feel those lamps heating up i've got three of them you're doing okay that'll work Okay. Now, I've got a whole fleet of little cardinals here, and Carolina wrens, I think they are. I'm not sure. But do you think they'll find the heat and camp out up in that citrus tree? <laughs> one, or, one or two might uh, t- uh, temporarily uh, hide out. Yeah, are you feeding them? Or? Yes, yes. I've got, I've got five suet cakes and three big bird feeders all sold oh, cool. to the top. Yeah. They'll be more interested in that, I think. <laughs> I, I, I noticed that my my birds are my birds are really interested in finding water that's available too. The, you know, I've got one recirculating pump, and that's the favorite uh, bird bath. But yeah, you'll have a you'll have a feel. You'll notice that they'll they'll kind of hang, especially those Carolina wren will be exploring around the the covered plants. Well, we've had we've had a family that has uh, found made a nest in our garage uh, about twice a year. It seems like, 
And uh, so we always have to leave the garage do- door open a little bit just so they can get in and out. So next um, then, next you'll be leaving the house door open. Uh, so there you go. I wouldn't be surprised. But we do have a pool with a, a waterfall that seems to be working really fine. So don't you think that's enough water supply? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, anything is enough. <laughs> but, you know, they'll if you ask them, they'll say, well, we could always use more. But that, that, that sounds good to me. That it sounds like you've got uh, a lot of the questions answered. You, you, okay, so you, it's okay for the heat lamps to be just straight up and not towards the trunk? Yeah, I mean— we're talking about in the middle, and the heat goes up and yeah. kind of kind of flows right. around. Yeah. Sounds like you've done it right. Okay, good. You don't. Right, you well, don't that take. That was my only question. Thank you, you so don't, much. You don't take an Arctic plunge, do you? In that, in that pool. No, no. <laughs> I mean, my kids make me heat the pool. <laughs> there you go. Eighty-five degrees before they'll get in it. There so. you go. Okay. <laughs> So, no, we won't be doing that. <laughs> but, uh, anyways, I was concerned about my little sweet lemon. I did not pick any of the lemons off yet. I mean, uh-huh. I have, but uh, it's still full of lemons. But okay. I'm not going to worry about them. I'm just more worried about saving the tree. Yeah. Well, the the, uh, the fruit, will, it'll take longer to, well, as cold as it is. Yeah. Going, <laughs> it, uh, I was going to say the, it, the fruit will take a, uh, a while to freeze. But. And so you'll still be able to use it, but if you got the heat on it, uh, that fruit won't freeze. Right. No, I, I don't care anymore. Uh, you know, I still have a freezer full of uh, squeezed lemon <laughs> juice from last year, so I'm oh, not concerned great. with that. I just okay. don't want to lose my little tree. Okay, good for you. Well, well thank you so much. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, that'll free up a line. Let's see what else. 308 where Patrick is on the line. Patrick, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? We're doing fantastic. Good, uh, My good. question today is, i got a winter garden, and the uh, uh, collards seem to be wilting with this cold, and the uh, Swiss chard seems to be wilting. The lettuce doesn't, uh, Crawford lettuce looks a little, should I cover this, or are they pretty well safe in this type of low temperature that we're going to receive this week? Well, they're going to get burned. Yeah. Oh? So, so, so any, uh, anything that's convenient... Uh, I'm not even Jeez. sure. I'm not even sure if that just a, a cover though will uh, affect it much. But if it's a, if you got an easy easy cover and uh, can put it down there without a lot of hassle, uh, mm-hmm. th- that wouldn't hurt. But I, I wouldn't be disappointed if it if you get some wilting, even if there's a cover on it, especially, okay. especially on the Swiss chard. I'm I'm betting on the collars though. They'll make it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, they'll make it. Uh, you like Carlin's, do you? Yes, he plants Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you... my, my wife's from North Carolina. So oh, she knows how okay. to make them right with bacon and yeah, everything. There you go. <laughs> yeah, well, don't. <laughs> I was getting ready to ask where you're from, that yeah. you like Carlin's. I wouldn't hesitate. I would, I would go ahead and uh, harvest everything that you can use in the short term. Okay. I'll do that. Yeah. Well, thank you all. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you, Patrick. That'll free up a line again at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Okay, Neil uh, talks about uh, what to protect and what not to protect. 
says the low-growing plants such as annuals, like pansies, pinks, and snapdragons, etc., and perennials that are already in bud, we've talked about that several times, uh, they're more susceptible to cold. Uh, our bloom can be protected with a frost cloth. Mm. Uh, He's dreaming, I think. <laughs> I think so, too. Uh, Just pick on I, Neil all day long. <laughs> I, th- I think the uh, I think the 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 pansies may make it. I mean, they're they're wilt, uh, but covering them with a, a frost cloth certainly would be helpful, especially yeah. if it's windy. Well, and the pansy the pansies are the one the one most likely to 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 make it through without any problem. But, uh, you know, snapdragons and stocks, uh, we expect them most winters to, to have a break in Jan- <laughs> January. It's a little late. Yeah. Uh, it's but, rodeo, Milton. Calvin. Yeah. Now, my, yeah, because my, my rocket snapdragons are all blooming up a storm. Uh, yeah. That's... And I'm kind of dis- uh, disappointed that they're going to get uh, blasted. <laughs> But I don't think there's any practical way for me to cover them and uh, keep them from uh, keep uh, to continue the bloom. I think they just uh, this this much cold weather is is going to make them uh, some nice leaves with no foliage. In fact, it might be cold enough the, that the foliage will get pretty damaged yeah. too. Uh, Neil makes a good point. He says plants growing in pots. Lose about 20 degrees worth of cold hardiness because their roots are exposed. We we don't think of uh, <laughs> plants' roots as uh, being the cold cold sensitive, more cold sensitive. That's even true with woody plants, trees, and shrubs when they're grown above ground. It's best to move those plants into an unheated garage or storage building to get them out of the wind. If you don't have such a spot, uh, move them against the south side of a building. If they can't be moved, wrap them in insulation bats for the duration. Be sure they're watered thoroughly before the soil freezes. Now, the interesting thing about that is some of our most hardy plants their roots are are more sensitive to cold than than even uh, than you would ever think that the, that hardy a plant would be a, a, a susceptible to, and the, and this was brought home by a, a freeze that we had, uh, and Lone Star Growers at uh, off of sixteen oh four and uh, uh, Highway ninety. Uh, Lost a million dollars worth of uh, yopon hollies, of hollies, in containers because their roots froze. Hmm. Million dollars worth. Which you wouldn't expect. Oh, yeah. I, you know, yopon holly, uh, all the hollies are pretty cold tolerant, yeah. are very cold tolerant once they are planted. But their roots are very sensitive. So... Uh, <laughs> the, and, and in fact, when they were ha- predicting that Arctic cold front, they motored 
uh, loaded a lot of their plants and took them to the valley, Rio Grande Valley, uh, from from uh, Lone Star Growers. But uh, they couldn't take all the hollies down there. He killed them all. Hmm. And, of course, going in the spring with no yopon hollies <laughs> is a nightmare because that's a very popular plant. And so uh, you got, you got to keep them, uh, and and we keep talking about putting them in a garage, but <laughs> but remember, garages get cold too. So you may have to put a little heater in the garage. I I came up with the idea rather than putting a heater out there, just open the back door that goes into the garage. Let the heat of the house go into the garage, and that worked for about. 20 minutes <laughs> until my family got cold inside the house. They didn't care and, about the plants? Yeah, no matter how much I told them, I said, listen, he, he also we're tried, saving the plants. He also tried uh, leaving the door open for the English sparrows. Uh, <laughs> that was another. Wouldn't that be great to have English sparrows in your house during the cold weather? You should do that, Jerry. I don't know. All right. Two one zero three. What should he put in his home to attract those English sparrows? Cockroaches. Cockroaches. You can put a purple martin house right at your front door, and those sparrows will come right into the front door. There you go. Let's take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. More in a moment on nine thirty a.m. The answer. We finally struck Bonanza with a gun and a rope and a hat full of hope. We planted our family tree. And welcome we back to Millburgers Garden in South Bonanza. Texas on 930 a.m. The answer. Lauren Green's birthday, February 12, 1914. And uh, Ringo was the hit. This was the B side of Ringo. Yes, okay. I have I have the 45. So. It always it makes me sad to see Hoss on there. You know, oh. he, he passed away. Yeah, so this was. Uh, I, I even, I even, to tell you what horrible taste and I Michael, have in. Michael Landon's passed away. Oh, now you're just making us sad. And Lauren Green has passed away. Probably. Yes, I'm true. Yeah, I even have the album. There was, there was an album. Yes, okay. Well, this is depressing now. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. What else did Neil say that you'd like to disagree with? Uh, uh, <laughs> Well, he he got most of it right. Okay. Uh, the, he talks about uh, peaches, plums, and apricots. Uh, if they're in bud or bloom, they're difficult to cover, Calvin. And uh, he says, don't don't try to use water on them because uh, you'll break the branches down and mess the thing up, mess the tree up. Uh, it says, take your chances and accept your losses should one year's crop be frozen. Are you going to be able to accept your losses, Kevin? Oh, yeah, because uh, <laughs> that's, that's much easier than to try to cover up a oh, big tree like oh, that. Oh, yeah. It's better than wrecking your tree with that ice. Now, he mentioned rose bushes also uh that may have started to bud out and grow will probably be fine. Hmm. 
I'm wondering how that uh, knockouts that, mm. that are blooming, you know, they're blooming all over town. Yeah. What it's going to do. Well, that'll, be a, that'll be a real test for yeah. them. Um, it says if you haven't gotten them pruned yet, this will buy you a few additional days. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, don't, yeah, def- I, definitely don't prune it now. Yeah, no, don't, don't prune it now. And you may, you may have more dead tissue to cut out, but, uh, hopefully they're, they're not budding out or leafing out or whatever. If they're, they're leafing out, I think that's going to burn the leaves. Oh, cold yeah. temperature. Well, and the thing, though, about roses are they, they recover so quickly they'll come back and yeah that's true yeah it's uh it's uh you don't don't want to uh, waste all your resources and your time trying to protect them when you can let them uh, lose some leaves and uh, some stems and and they'll just uh, water water them and fertilize them and they'll come back and he mentions palms for that lady that called mm-hmm. in about a sago palm i think i summed it up pretty good yeah you were you broke it to her gently <laughs> fortunately she knew you uh, he talks about wrapping the trunks of trees certain trees uh, but he says that won't help with palms where their growing tips could freeze in other words the growing tips are at the center that grows it expands from the center and uh so that, that that's the problem with palm, but uh, the good news is those little sagos uh, are are very reasonably priced now, and uh, they're easy to replace. But uh, those big ones, uh, they you just have to wait and see what happens to those. Um, let's see. Does he say uh, anything about vincas? <laughs> Uh, no, he, he doesn't even say make. goodbye to the Vincas. <laughs> I know. I was hoping they would make it through the season. I was eager to see how they would come back and when it warmed up because they're still doing okay. And you say not to worry about my blue bonnets. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, and another thing he he mentions uh, as far as shrubs or tree-like plants is uh, oleanders. Uh, they'll they'll probably freeze back. Uh, the ones that are planted around here is called hardy red and hardy, uh, hardy red and hardy pink. And, uh, that's, that's not hardy to six degrees. So they may freeze back to the ground and, but they will not kill. You just cut them off. And of course he mentioned bougainvilleas, which, uh, they should have been in, they're, they're t- in the shed. Yeah, if you haven't got those in, in protected situation. He also mentioned in in the southern part of uh, Texas, uh, Gold Star Esperanza. Now, uh, Esperanza would definitely freeze to the ground, uh, the top will freeze, but I don't think it'll kill it. I don't think it'll kill the whole plant. Most cases, I don't think so. No. Uh, Theralis is has uh, so far in my neighborhood <laughs> still hasn't hasn't shown any symptoms no. of freezing back, but I I suspect that even Theralis will will uh, freeze back. Yeah, and he 
He's talking about he's talking about Chinese hibiscus, the ones with the shiny leaves on them uh, that you grow in the container. Got beautiful flowers on them. It's very cold sensitive, but the perennial hibiscus, the ones we like flare, F L A R E, and those types uh, will free. Well, they they probably already died to the ground. They do it by uh, in reaction to day length rather than in reaction to cold. So they're on the ground. They're hardy all the way to Canada. Uh, so uh, the heart, the perennial hibiscus. And uh, he said, wildflowers have been through Texas winters for hundreds of thousands of years. I didn't realize Texas was that old. <laughs> hundreds of thousands of years. Mm -hmm. They're not in jeopardy. <laughs> and he said, disconnect all hoses from faucets. Another thing that you want to, if you hadn't done it already, it may be too late, but if you got a timer, oh. a timer on your faucet yeah. that we recommend. Is it going to freeze? That's stupid thing. I, I lost most of my timers to uh, the freezing wind. I just left them out there, figured it would be all right. And the ti the timer freezes and it messes that mechanism up. Yeah, I can imagine. It, I guess it expands and breaks. Yeah, and yeah. So you have to. Uh, they're plastic anyway, so you have to uh, get those off pretty quick if you haven't done so already. Cover exposed faucets. If your sprinkler system does not have a freeze override, put it in the off position. Bring the whole end of the hose lawn sprinklers into the garage so that trap moisture won't freeze and rupture their internal workings. I hate for the internal workings. So my internal workings. <laughs> to be ruptured? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, um, or you can, what you can do is uh, make sure the water's out of oh, okay. the hoses. That's a and uh, but what you do that is blow on one end, okay. And the water comes out the other end, so you get the water out of the hose. Now, are you unless it's frozen? Are you supposed to let water <laughs> drip outside faucets? Or are you supposed to cover them with a little styrofoam thingies? <laughs> well, uh, everybody, I saw some t guys on TV, and they were saying let all let the outside faucets drip. Okay. All of them. But then cover them or don't cover them? Don't cover Well, if you don't cover them they'll, and let them drip, I think they'll be all right. Okay. But if, you, if you're not going to let them drip, you might want to well, cover them. them. Okay, I got you. All right. But anyway, that's uh, some of Neil's Wisdom for this weekend. Okay. Did a good job on that, Neil. Yeah, I think I'm most disappointed in the stocks that I, I put in the ground and I put in pots, and they're just looking beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, so you, th you think they're going to – oh, I, I, I broke my broccoli off, Marty, and uh, I'll have to take a picture of it. It's it's. I don't think the broccoli plant is enjoying this very much. Oh. Its leaves are browning. <laughs> and, yeah, this, uh, is, this is pretty severe. Okay. Speaking of Neil, he had uh, – Dr. George Ray McEachin, uh, top fruit and pecan uh, varieties uh, that Dr. McEachin 
talked about on the radio show. And he he listed all his favorites. George Ray's favorite. George Ray's been he a little bit longer than I was in extension. And uh, he's a good uh, helped probably start the uh, grape industry in Texas. And pecan specialist and uh, on and on and on. Uh, his favorite pear is Orient pear. That's a good pear. And his favorite blackberries are Kiowa, which is mine, and Awicha, Awicha, that's a, that's a thornous blackberry. And his favorite plum is Methley, and his favorite grapes are Champanelle <laughs> and Black Spanish and Blanc de Boss. Blanche de Bois? Blanche de Bois. Bo. Uh, Bois. Bois, yeah. Same to you. <laughs> and his his favorite persimmon is Eureka. Uh, that's one been around a long time, but uh, my favorite, and uh, Dr. Laura Shreve, you like to giant fool you. Hmm. And we got got that at the, at the nursery, too. And he likes uh, Black Beauty Muscadine. I've never heard of that one. But in, uh, that's only in East Texas. And his favorite pecans are Sioux uh, and Desirable Pecans. Caddo. Sioux, Caddo, and Desirable Pecans. And his favorite blueberry. What's his favorite blueberry, Milton? Tiff Blue. There you go. Oh, wow. Look at that Milton. And his favorite fig is Alma. Okay. Which is an A&M fig. We don't hear much about the Tiff Blue blueberry anymore. Do what? We were all excited about Tiff Blue blueberries for a while because I guess they were self-pollinated. Yeah, yeah. And we kind of figure out how to keep the soil acidic, but yeah. we, don't, we don't talk much about them anymore. Well, we we got a lot at the nursery. Okay, good. We'll have to focus on And they're on. Tiff Blues. Okay. Because uh, I, I looked at them, uh, they're down the hill. From well, that's the recommended go. variety, right? Yeah, that's okay. the recommended variety, and uh, we've got an article yeah. that we did when we were talking about them. And you're recommending containers and half sphagnum peat, half yeah. soil. And you remember that stuff? I do. Well, that's what, that's how I did my azalea. <laughs> or, what was it? Or maybe it was the uh, it was an August beauty. So yeah. I guess it wasn't an azalea. It's the gardenia. James gardenia, had one yeah. Yeah, James had one too. And uh, <laughs> yeah, when I think of gardenia, I think of also of azaleas. Right. And uh, there's some blooming at the nursery. Were, were oh, no. last weekend. Yeah, that's right. There were. Remember we walked yeah. by them and they're to the right, and they've got a ever blooming azalea. In other words, it. You usually think of azaleas uh, blooming only in the spring, but uh, they've developed one that uh, blooms several times during the season. Less likely here than yeah, yeah, acidic soil. (laughs) They they do they do a lot better over in acidic soil. Three minutes. Uh-huh. <laughs> we talked about uh, Calvin, and I brought, I brought up the deal to Calvin. It's uh, 
the Texas Mountain Laurels is one of, one of the first plants that uh, bloom in the spring. And uh, Milton always keeps us advised of where he's spotted one in bloom. And I'm wondering if this cold temperature will take the blooms off. Because the spikes are those long string-like structures that are already on the on the plant. Now, I don't know whether they, I never watched them closely, whether they swell or not, like a peach bud does. But uh, this temperature is pretty cold. Yeah, there's know. there's a lot of things we're going to be reminded of. In yeah. <laughs> well, the, my blue bonnets are already blooming. I didn't think about the blossoms. No, they won't. Okay. The Billy's are, too. Uh, yeah, yeah. Billy sent me some uh, nice pictures or sent us some nice my pictures. My red and whites are both beginning to bloom. And he, uh, he, Billy had his, his citrus growing in a container. Oh, no. So I hope he uh, wrestled that into the garage and keeping his garage warm, too. And we had a couple of, of our listeners to call about these sweet peas. I'm afraid yeah, the sweet peas yeah. are going to be history with this weather. Oh, the, uh, you know, you don't see mountain laurels. Mountain laurels are freeze uh, north, up north. You don't see mountain laurels in Oklahoma. No, no, not for sure. No, <laughs> Definitely. I'm not, I, I, do you even see them north, north of Waco? I don't. Is it the soil or the, the freezing conditions? I think it's the cold temperatures. Okay. But uh, so they... They might take that's a hit. An, yeah, that. that's an interesting question. We just don't. Yeah. And we, talk, we talked about oleanders. Uh, yeah. They're going to freeze to the ground probably. All right. You know what? We we, we, we run out of time, so we'll, oh, kind of, we'll, no. we'll wrap everybody, it up for today. Everybody needs to stay warm and safe. In yeah. I see. Stay home. Uh-oh. Yep. Yep. And uh, be careful if you if you're on the roads. Be careful. And get out of our way. We're heading home. <laughs> okay. So we'll say goodbye for today. Uh, Milton Glick, on behalf of Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons, thanks for out getting the music. Thanks to you for listening and all those great calls. Back next week, probably back at the nursery at 1604 on Bull Verde Road. We'll see you then on 930 AM, The Answer.